0: 24
1: episodes in 24 hours. 1,440 minutes of continuous recording. This is the 1440. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock. At the tone, Eastern Daylight Time. 1 hour, 0 minutes, 15 seconds. Universal Time, 5 hours, 0 minutes, 20 seconds. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock. At the tone, Eastern Daylight Time. One hour, zero minutes, 30 seconds. Universal time, five hours, zero minutes, 35 seconds.
0: Hey, David. Oh, my goodness. How's it going? I'm actually doing pretty good. That coffee from last week or yesterday or earlier, I don't know. It's working out pretty good for me. So you're perking up a little bit?
1: I'm percolating. I'm feeling pretty good right now. So I think think we're going to be able to rally it through for the next, what,
0: six hours? Something like that piece of cake i'm okay with that hey everybody welcome back to the 1440 i'm your host greg klein and i am your other host dave champa the 1440 is a 24 episode podcast recorded continuously for 24 hours where we we will discuss many topics ask difficult questions and test our alertness by playing midnight club 2 on the playstation 2 we will tally our scores at the end of the season and see who is better and who is asleep please find the show on spreaker itunes and our website champacline.com. this is episode 19 hour 19 it's actually 1 a.m um, sunday march 19th yes it is you're listening to this august 9th what's
1: going on david oh not too much we're uh we're coming we're coming into the we're coming into the end here um i liked i guess i shouldn't be calling it the end yet we still have a couple more hours left but that's okay we're we're getting there we're doing pretty well Mm -hmm. um this week is or i'm sorry this day specifically august 9th is national book lover day and i'm kind of glad that this one fell on because i do i do love books um i love talking about books um i i haven't read (laughs) I mean, I've I've read quite a few books, but uh, like some of the big ones that people always talk about, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Bestsellers and recent, yeah, stuff. yeah. I just I'm more a fan. I like to reread books. I reread Narnia, okay. every year. I reread The Hobbit every couple of years. I reread Harry Potter every couple of years. So I'm just I'm a bigger fan of doing books that I've already that I already like. It's good to have a staple, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um. Yeah, so I, I don't know. What are some of the books that you enjoy, like, Well, that you have enjoyed or you do enjoy?
0: I, I think we talked about this earlier. I'm not the best reader. I tend yep. to get very distracted very easily. I have a hard time concentrated for long periods of time reading. So, unfortunately, though, I might like a story. I have a very difficult time finishing books. Yeah. But... I really enjoy books on tape. And so because of that, I've listened to multiple books many times through that I enjoy. And I always look for new books. One particular book I've listened to a lot is uh, called Longitude by David Sobel. Oh, yeah. It's about the discovery of the longitude by John Harrison, basically by making a a very accurate clock that could run at sea because pendulum, pendulum clocks are useless on a boat. So he made... Right. He made um, clocks that basically ran off of torsion springs and et cetera, so that the rocking of the ocean wouldn't throw off their, their, their timing. Um, so that was a fascinating book. Another one that I really enjoyed was, um, hum, oh, of course, I, I've listened to a brief, oh, no, The Universe in a Nutshell several times by Stephen Hawking. Yep. Oh, yes. That's a fantastic book. Absolutely. So um, I don't know if what you take away from a book reading it versus listening to it is different if you if you understand it more i mean i definitely listen to books um and i seem to absorb them better orally than yeah. than visually but i think it's also partly because i'm since i read when i read i get distracted but if i'm listening to a book i can be distracted and still absorb it does that make sense
1: yes okay yes absolutely absolutely um so greg you have a you have a special book for today i do that we're gonna go through um looks like you've got quite a few things bookmarked here dog-eared if you will um you had me read one section which is definitely uh i don't know if that'll make the cut for this episode but um you have a book here that was published in, what, 1972? Uh, let, me, l- let me open it up here.
0: So this is a book. This book is called Playboy's Book of Forbidden Words, edited by Robert A. Wilson. This book was published in 1972, Robert A. Wilson. Now, I believe that this book, this is... I read a little history on this book. I may be a little bit wrong. But um, I believe he compiled the stuff out of this book from other things. And this book was edited down even further and modified. So it wasn't exactly what he wanted to release. Uh, Okay. Um, So I think in a sense it's tamer, even though it's pretty raunchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Playboy's Book of Forbidden Words. I came across this book when I was a kid. Oh, geez. When I was... Twelve, maybe yep. ten. Yep. Um, well, it just I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're gonna go through. It's all alphabetical. Basically, let's read it here. Um, what can? I, no, it's not gonna say it anywhere on here. Good. All right, at the bottom. Yep. So, Playboy's Book of Forbidden Words, nineteen seventy-two. A liberated dictionary of improper English, containing over seven hundred uninhibited definitions of erotic and scatological terms. Ooh. It's good.
1: Scatological.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's four on the book itself. I'm just going to read what they are yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one's the cement mixer.
1: <laughs>
0: then we got jail bait, grapefruits, and red eye. Oh,
1: so, okay. Oh, dear. So the
0: book's alphabetical. So I'm going to start at page 26. Okay. Um, let's see. I, I went through this the other day. I forget what I got. So what do we have? then we have we have a few here so okay this one it's a limerick I enjoyed um, under the heading ball or balls <laughs> Hitler has only got one ball. Goring has two, but they're both damn small. Himmler is something similar, but poor old Goebbels has no balls at all.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) You like that? That's that's better than the freaking joke book that I have. Okay. Here's
0: another one. This is under Bananas and Cream. Okay. (laughs) There once was a man from Montana who sat down to play the piano. His hand gave a slip, his pants gave a rip, and out came a hairy banana.
1: God. Oh, the old
0: hairy banana trick! Oh, geez, man! I know, right? Um, what the hell's this? Balls like a scoutmaster.
1: Is that a definition?
0: Set of set of a suspected homosexual. He has balls like a scoutmaster, based on the alleged provo- pro- proclivities of the men of that avocation. Actually, a British sociological study a few years ago sought to find out how homosexuals who have been in prison can readjust to civilian life. Goes on and Jeez. on. Jeez. So this book is definitely it's dated, but it's not that dated, right? So we're gonna hop ahead to page thirty. This is um. All right, here's a good one. This is under the heading batter. Oh God. To copulate. <laughs> probably related to bang, wham, and similarly violent sexual metaphors possibly derived from the Latin, beture, the origin of our English fuck. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Book Lover Day. Yeah, right. Enjoy, guys. My grandfather's cock was too big for his jock, so it hung 90 years by his side. It was long. It was fat. It was like a baseball bat. It was my grandfather's treasure and his pride.
1: That's it? That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, that's actually a better... I don't, I don't want to say it's a joke, but it's, it's definitely better than the other joke books that I have. Well, these aren't jokes.
0: So there's, <coughs> there's, it's just, okay, here's another. Beat the Meat, B- Betty and the Babs, Beaver, Beefcake, Beef Injection.
1: Oh, yes, the old beef injection. It says,
0: black in rural slang, meaning copulation, as in, I'd like to give that chick a beef injection, and similar to the homosexual use of hot dog to mean the penis.
1: Uh, uh, okay.
0: <laughs> Be- <laughs> behind the behind.
1: Oh, dear.
0: Male sodomy or buggery, <laughs> derived from beyond the beyond, uh, a, sati- the a satirical phrase ridiculing any... Highfalutin or pretentious conversation. Highfalutin? Yeah, especially about the occult or transcendental. Oh, here we go again, beyond the beyond. <laughs> so it's a joke. Um, Booyah, that, was not, that wasn't very good. There's a couple of interesting ones. Big O, Big Shit. Just taking a big one? A satirical variation of Big Shot, a put-down intended to show lack of admiration. Similar is Big Wheel, sometimes the sardonic explanation. He goes around in circles, so he thinks he's a big wheel. Similarly, he's an important man. He has 2,000 people under him. He's a night watchman in the cemetery. <laughs> so, okay, we're jumping ahead. We're going to go to page 52, 53. Bugger. Go right to bugger.
1: The old bugger.
0: Okay, 50. The old bugger face. Oh, God, this this one. This is long, but I'm going to read it. Do it. Okay, bugger. Um, just a little bit then I want to read the uh, excerpt. Bugger, to perform anal intercourse, probably from the inqu- inquisitor Robert Lee Begore, who sought evidence of this kind in- of sodomy in each heretic he questioned and ultimately condemned to death. So bugger.
1: Good old bugger.
0: Walking through the park one day, who should I meet but Riley's daughter? Never a word I had to say, but don't you think we really oughta? "'Upstairs and into bed. "'I humped and humped until I stove her. "'Never a word,' the maiden said. "'When the fun was over, she laughed like hell. "'Suddenly the door smashed in, "'and who stood out there but one-eyed Riley? Two horse pistols on his belt. "'He was in a fit entirely. "'I grabbed old Riley by the hair, "'shoved his head in a bucket of water, ran the two horse pistols up his butt "'harder than I humped his daughter. "'Now, you maidens, all you girls, "'answer now and don't speak shyly.' Do you want it straight and true, or the way I gave it to One-Eyed Riley?
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: Holy
1: shit. That was brutal.
0: <laughs> so it says, the anus as an object of sadism is exemplified in the crude old folk ballad One-Eyed Riley.
1: Is that a, is that a real thing? I guess so. One-eyed, what's it called? One-Eyed Riley?
0: One-Eyed Riley, the cr- old folk ballad.
1: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go
0: ahead and find good old one-eyed Riley. while well, you keep looking here? Okay. Next, what I have written was sixty-seven. <sighs> I hope everybody's loving this.
1: One-eyed Riley
0: canoe inspection. I, that's I think that's pretty self-explanatory.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's... Is this it? I don't know. It's called one-eyed Riley. Let's see. Sounds like folky. I don't know if there's
0: lyrics. I don't know. Well, I've got another one here while we're waiting to see if it has lyrics. You ready for this one?
1: Yeah, let's hear it.
0: Circus love. Oh, God. A long sex session with lots of variations and most of the 69 positions. There you go. Good old. Pretty simple. Circus love. A little bout of circus love this afternoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, So that was just instrumental. I'm going to look it up somewhere else. Because okay. now I
0: need to know if that... Okay, so we're going up next to here. Page 78. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. Cornhole. I know what that is. Here's another one. It's to bugger to perform anal, anal intercourse. In the Western United States, a cob is a bullying and authoritarian individual, especially an unpopular ranch foreman, who may also be called a ramrod. Team ramrod, go (laughs) team ramrod. (laughs) So that's yeah, he's got a ramrod up his ass. Awesome.
1: One-eyed Riley, Irish song lyrics. That must be it. Let's see if that's the lyric. Yeah.
0: Oh, this one. I've heard before, and there is actually a reference. It's, it's a, it's a. Okay, I am going to read this because there is a reference in a movie that we both know, and I think a lot of people know, but maybe not. Don't understand the reference. So, okay, you are familiar with the movie *Blazing Saddles*? Of course, of course, I am. When, when Sheriff Bart and Lily Van Stupp hook Van Stuck Stupp hook yep. up? Yep. Um. She keeps trying to get him to stay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and basically he says, he's got to leave in the morning. And basically he says, baby, I'm not from Havana. Okay. Do you, do you, get, do you know what that means?
1: I, I vaguely remember this, and I'm, I'm not positive on there. So, so
0: my, my theory is when he says, baby, I'm not from Havana, he's referencing a Cuban Superman. Okay. So here's the definition of Cuban Superman. A name given to a succession of highly endowed men who perform in circuses or body shows in Havana during pre-revolutionary days. The essence of this specialty is to copulate with an incredible number of women in succession without losing one's erection. The original and most famous Cuban Superman gave visual proof that he actually ejaculated in each case, but he was soon followed by unworthy imitators who coated their organs with Novocaine before going on stage, thus obtaining durable erections and with no chance of genuine response. Since the revolution, the whereabouts of the original Cuban Superman are unknown, and this is a matter of conjecture whether or not his talents are being utilized in building socialism or whether he has been rehabilitated into some less colorful line of work. That makes sense. Baby, that, I'm not so- from Havana, meaning like I can't go all day.
1: That fit, That absolutely fits. I bet you're right. I bet that is. It's got to be. Yeah, that makes complete oh, sense. Oh, Mel
0: Brooks. Man's a genius. We're going to skip page eighty-three and we're going to go straight to eighty-six. Why are we going to skip page?
1: Oh, See you next Tuesday. Okay. I think
0: that little um, the, the story you had me read a little too a little too risque even for us.
1: Yeah, beef
0: lips. What? Go ahead, Dickie. go ahead, Dicky, Dicky, <laughs> the penis. This usage is immortalized by the folk poem when the frost is on the pumpkin. That's time for Dickie Duncan. And when the weather's hot and sticky, that's the time for Duncan Dickie.
1: <laughs> right? Duncan Dickie. Hot and sticky. Oh, man, that's good. Actually, that was a good one. I like that.
0: Both this meaning and the employment of dick to mean detective are highly obscure origin. What is the... What, as in what the Dickens, meaning what the devil. Dick and Dickens are English diminutives of Richard, and evidently some person of that name made himself infamous. Dick, meaning policeman, has some uncomplimentary sexual connotations, and police slang. Dick, wait, and in police slang, Dickless Tracy is a female detective. Dickless Tracy.
1: <laughs> oh shit, that's a good one. <laughs> what the fuck? I never really <laughs> saw that before. Oh, Dickless Tracy! <laughs> you funny
0: dildo Diesel Dyke. These are pretty all pretty standard here. Uh, what did I write? I put down eighty nine dot dot dot? Oh, dingus! Yeah, what's the dingus? The penis.
1: That's it. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. This
0: may be one of the few complimentary terms for the male organ in English speech. If one agrees with those scholars who derive it from the Latin word dingus, meaning worth or dignity. So if I call someone a dingus... It means dick, but if they say it's coming from the Latin word uh, dingus, meaning worth or
1: dignity. So calling someone a dingus is basically calling them a dick? Yeah. Alright, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Dip the wick. Oh, I know all about dipping the
0: wick. Discipline, a code word used in personal ads... Offering discipline are sadist-seeking masochistic sexual partners. <sighs> Let's see, one eleven or eighteen eight one eighteen. Sorry, this is gadget. It does say gadget.
1: Go go gadget copter. Oh, that's... where the
0: hell is it? One eighteen. Oh, I sc- I skipped the page. Okay, there it get gadget again. The penis. Okay. The Reverend Hedley Van Smedley pulled on his tool very steadily. It grew 14 inches, and now in the clinches, he rams home a gadget most deadly.
1: I like that one. That was pretty rugged. That was a good one, yeah. Gallop the antelope.
0: <laughs> oh God, what is that? <laughs> to masturbate. To gallop the antelope. In similar terms or flog the dolphin, beat the bishop, flub the dub,
1: etc., cetera, etc., cetera.
0: Beat the bishop. I've
1: heard that one. Flog the dolphin. What
0: the fuck is this? Yeah. Okay, what's next? 133. Uh, Page 133. What did I write with this? Oof. (sighs) This is under hairy. The word meaning having several meanings depending on the context. Those mountaineers with hairy ears. They care not for mere trifles. They hang their balls upon the walls and shoot at them with rifles. In times of war, they heal each sore without the age of stitches. When tail is rare, they'll rape a bear, those rugged sons of bitches.
1: They're going to rape bears? Oh, God. (laughs) I feel like we're going to have to make this episode private for only adults to listen to. (laughs) Or they have to enter a password, and the password is... Vicky done Vicky done <laughs> Dicky phone. Dickrophone.
0: <laughs> Testing the levels of the microphone. I'll test the levels of your Dickrophone. So, what's this? Making love. Seems pretty straightforward. <laughs> so, my mother makes two kinds of whiskey. My father makes two kinds of gin. My su- My sister makes love for a living. My God, how the money rolls in. Oh my! Yeah, Naked love. Oh, sister. Oh, what's the next uh, one? One sixty-eight. The merkin. You know the, what a merkin yeah, is? Yeah, right? merkin. Here we go. It's a pubic toupee. Yeah, that's what it says right here. A pubic or wig or imitation pubic hair. These were wide in wide use from sixteen hundred to eighteen hundred due to frequent loss of body hair as a side effect of the smallpox epidemics of those days. One of the earliest uses is the, in a 17th century anonymous ballad, "The Puritan," in which the good divine wait, in which a good divine of the church and a holy sister sit down together to study religious text, but eventually get distracted. He laid her upon the ground; his spirits fell a lurking. Her zeal was her zeal was in a sound. He edified her merkin upside down. Huh? I'm not entirely sure. I might be missing something.
1: Uh. Okay. Yeah. No. I I knew
0: that American was a was a vaginal toupee. So what we're looking at here? What's next? One sixty-eight.
1: One ninety-six. One oh, ninety-six. Just is piss. I'm a classy guy here. You are a classy broad. Yep. Oh God.
0: <laughs> what do we got? What I opened up, to, Well, there's piss to urinate, which makes sense. But then the next one is pissatorium.
1: Oh, God. I think I know what this is. Well, it's is. not
0: that, it's not crazy. A jocular term oh. for the bathroom or public laboratory. Oh, I was thinking of something piss-atorium. else. Pissatorium. Oh, um, And then there's piss hard on. Does that mean you pee while you have a bother? Yeah, an erection upon waking up in the morning, which often subsides after urination. <laughs> Plaster casters. I don't know if I want to read that.
1: Plaster casters.
0: Yeah. So, let's see. 212 to 213. 212 to 213. Here we go. 212 to 213. Riding St. George. Oh. I don't think I'm going to read all that. Rim. Of course, you know what this is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What What do we got? Rim.
0: To perform anal intercourse, also called a rim job chronicled in Naked Lunch, uh, the movie, no, the book, right? Yep. Darling, I want to rim you, she whispers. No, not now. Please, I want to. Well, all right, I'll go wash my ass. Oh,
1: that's all it says.
0: No, wait, wait, then it goes, no, I'll wash it. Aw, shucks, it ain't dirty.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. What the hell are we doing? I don't know. I mean, we've been doing this for 25 minutes, and I love it. Okay, so that was that. What's next? 222, uh, 223. 222. And then Torch Job. Uh, we're getting I, to that one. I've got an idea of what a Torch Job is. Okay. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, but I want... I'll, you just read it first, and then I'll tell you if I was close.
0: Well, here's... Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. This one... Okay, so this is about shit. A whole thing about shit here. Um, but this There's is what I shit like shit
1: everywhere,
0: <laughs> <laughs> river of shit, river of shit, for twenty long years, we've been swimming in it, big brown river, river of shit,
1: that's it, <laughs> yes, oh, oh I, I love. it. I
0: come up with shit like this, literally, so that that was from let's see in fugues, in the fugues album it crawled into my hand blah 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 blah. blah. Ed Sanders, whose achievements are noted often in these pages, recites a talking blues about the the gross dishonesty of recent Democratic and Republican presidents. So the river of shit. Oh, okay. Um, so finally, a clever graffito, often seen in public bathrooms, and I've I've left this behind <laughs> a few places. He who writes upon the walls rolls his shit into little balls. He who reads these words of wit eats those little balls of shit. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Shit and piss queen. One who obtains sexual gratification from urine and feces. Okay. That okay. was pretty straightforward.
1: Yep. What's, Let, the, what's the torch job? What do you think the torch job I is? I need you to read it to me first because I, I have a sense. I want to see how close I am before I give it away. Okay. Or to- torch
0: job. A torch job, David. Yes. Is an enema with Vicks vapor Rub or Bengay. Whoa. One of the odd pleasures for which masochists sometimes hire prostitutes. Recent underground ads indicate that there is now an at-home enema on-call service for enema freaks. If giving or receiving enemas is your thing, there is now a very discreet enema service to cater to your desires at your residence or hotel.
1: That's not what I was thinking. What did you think a torch (laughs) job was? I was thinking torch job like along the... Well, I was thinking along the same lines like hand job, but with a torch. (laughs) It's just like fire under the balls. I don't know.
0: (laughs) That's awful, Dave.
1: I'm starting to crack. Me too. I'm starting to
0: fall apart at the seams um, here. Here, so that's everything I had written. I don't know if you just want to flip through and find something for yourself before we head off to the rest of the show.
1: Did Did you read the hot nuts? No, I didn't. Male Passion... The male equivalent of hot pants, as in, he has hot nuts for that chick. The neuter term for people of either sex is the hots, as in, everybody at this hotel has the hots for somebody else. Someone who always sleeps has the hots is a hotcha, as in Raymond Chandler's Big Sleep. Sternwood's youngest daughter, the hotcha one. And in the 60s, there was a group called Doug Clark and the Hot Nuts, which specialized <laughs> in body songs. Doug Clark and the Hot Nuts. That's pretty awesome. That one. Uh, Let's see. Um, Uh, Oh, speaking of hum, a hum job. Okay. Specialized form of fellatio, allegedly of Arabic origin, in which the lady hums while gobbling the man's tool, (laughs) in the most elegant and excruciating variety. The humming alone, without any other lip tongue or head movements eventually produces the orgasm after a few hours or so a few hours (laughs) 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 jesus (laughs) yeah this book is
0: raunchy (laughs) what do you got
1: there cocksucker's teeth (laughs) (laughs) what's that it's pretty much what you think it would be no teeth Something useless or superfluous, as in, I need that like a sucker's teeth. <laughs> Similar <laughs> phrases, useless as the Pope's balls or worthless as tits on a boar hog. <laughs> uh, yeah, or, we're going to have to lock this episode. You think? It's going to have to jump from 18 to 20. <laughs> um, all right, what else we got? What's a head job? Biker's slang for fellatio. Or as it's more general. Oh, that's stupid! What else we got here? Um, hooker. Yeah, we know what a hooker is. Thanks. Hot to trot. I know what that is. Hump. Hump. A hump. Der humping. Oh, der humping. Uh, matinee. Matinee. Sex in the afternoon. Sure, that one makes sense. Um, these are fun ones, actually. Re- Owl shit. What's that? like owl like owl shit yeah like the aunt, the bird <clears throat> anything tedious or distressing as in the boss just dropped another load of owl shit on my desk <laughs> this was also used in norman mailer's naked and the dead when a soldier complains about the food and wants to know what it is owl shit says the cook she also chicken shit bullshit and whale shit okay all right fine all right, we'll go with that owl shit is there everything in the x's i don't know let's see if we get a very small Nope. Nothing in the X's. W, it goes from W to Z. What's Z? There's, there's one Z. Zo- zoophilia okay. erotica. Bestiality being sexually aroused by animals. Mm. There are a surprising number of books dealing with this perversion. More often than not, they depict women rather than men copulating with dogs. <laughs> this practice is recorded in more limericks than any other perversion. Among the most memorable... Yeah, let's read it. Okay. (laughs) There once was a hermit named Hollis who took crocodiles for his solace. The results had scales and long furry tails and voted for Governor Wallace. Okay. There was a young lady named Thalia. who No, named Thalia. With men, she was always a failure. But what she could do with a male kangaroo quite astonished the folks in Australia. Oh, man. Oh, God. Said a merry old judge named Magoo. Perversions, yes, I've tried a few, but the best that I've bawled were Lee Harvey Oswald, the singing nun, and a pink cockatoo. Ooh. There was a young man named McGill who made his neighbors exceedingly ill when they learned of his habits involving white rabbits and a bird with a flexible bill. Let's call. Okay. That book is amazing.
0: Thank you, everybody, for making it this far. Maybe. This is what this
1: is one thirty in the morning. Oh. Man, this is kind of where we thought this would end oh, up. Oh, it's going to be a long evening. Oh my god. So we got three more four more hours after this.
0: Jesus, I'm start I'm still reeling. <clears throat> Those were s- some oh, I'm going to th-
1: say everything in limerick fashion now, maybe. So sh- if you want to listen to this episode when it actually releases, you're going to need to email us with a secret password so that we can give you the right password to unlock it on the website.
0: It's too late
1: now though, because how are you gonna know
0: maybe we should just send out a thing. I'm just gonna have
1: we're gonna have to put a pretty heavy disclaimer on this episode, especially. Do not listen to this if you are under the age of thirty. <laughs> and you don't want your innocence ruined. Oh all right. Would you rather? Oh, I think it's my turn this It is week. your turn. Oh, boy. Okay, dude. I already have an answer for this one, too, and I can tell you exactly who I want to write it and who I want to play me in the movie about it. <laughs>
0: I, there's nothing about... Okay, well, this has nothing to do with Dirty Limericks. It's actually kind of a dark subject, but I'm going to say it. Here we go.
1: Oh, oh, oh. What happened? I spilled coffee on myself, and it's cold. Oh, David. It's all right. Oh. I have a tummy ache because of the sugar.
0: Okay. Go ahead. Would you rather have a book written about your life... Or a book written about the way that you died? Yes, an entire book
1: about your death. <sighs> okay. You put some thought into this. Huh? I Well, I've always thought about a book about my life, which would eventually be turned into a movie, where I would be played by Ben Affleck. Um, I, although the idea about a 300 to 400 page novel strictly about how I died... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds amazing. You would just have to like it would just be it would have to be the most drawn out. Like, can you imagine
0: a book about the moment of your death?
1: But just drawn out to the Did you ever see it was a short film, I watched this in high school. Did you ever see Um It's called The Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge? No. Okay? So it's a story about a guy who's about to be killed and he's about to be hung. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. hung over he's about to be hanged. He's about to be hanged over a bridge. And he goes off over the bridge, they toss him over the side, and as he's going down, the rope snaps, he falls into the river, and he runs away. Okay. So the whole thing takes place with him basically running away and getting away from his, uh, his pursuers. So the whole thing plays out with him like reuniting with his family, and at the very end of the episode, at the very end of this little show movie, he, I think it's his daughter, he sees his daughter and he starts running towards his daughter, and just as he's about to hug his daughter... Mm-hmm it cuts back to him swinging back and forth Jeez. on the thing. So it was, that, it was that instant, it was that second before he died that, All his, this, that this entire alternate version of his life played out about him reuniting with his daughter. Okay. But as he goes to hug his daughter, it cuts back to him and he's just like swinging back and forth and he's dead. That was it. Yeah. Wow. So it's just like you imagine, Like I, I would imagine it being something like that where like right before I'm about to go, my entire those entire moments like kind of flash before your eyes oh in like two hours and then it cuts back and that's it okay but i don't want that
0: no of course not
1: i want a book about my life okay i'll take that (laughs) up (laughs) to this point yeah yeah. because i think about it constantly and i like i want somebody to write about my life because my life is well interesting (laughs) who would you want to write it stephen king so you want you? So are you gonna? I would want Stephen King to write it about my life.
0: You would want Stephen King to write your book, a book about your life, and then
1: have Ben Affleck play you. Yes, I would want him to play me in the biopic. I think he he would do it. I think he would. I yeah. think he's. I people give him a lot of shit, and I I think he's. I think he's a great actor. I, I like I've him. Always loved the guy. Yeah, I've fall. I've been a part of his career since the the Voyage of the Mimi. Do you remember that miniseries? It was a Canadian miniseries I used to play it in school? I think I've seen it. He was played one of the kids uh-huh. from the eighties like the voyage It was called The Voyage of the Mimi. I think did
0: you play this for me? I don't think I have. Where the hell have I seen that? Maybe not. It sounds familiar. It doesn't sound foreign, but to the me.
1: first time I ever saw him was in chasing Amy. yeah, me one too. one of the first movies I ever saw him in, and I actually I directed a scene from it in one of my directing classes mm. in in college. Oh I just I don't know. he's just awesome, but yeah, I would do that. What about you?
0: Well, that's interesting. I, I would rather, I think, have a book written about my life. But yeah. I also think, uh, when I was thinking about have a book written about the way that you died, I was thinking about have a book written in incredible technical detail about the moment that like your heart stopped and all the stuff that happens to your body over the next one minute. Yeah. All the weird shit. Maybe not. I don't know. But um, that's kind of depressing. A little bit. A little bit. Yes, an entire book about your death. Unless it was like you were you know blown up or something epic right. and it talks about each like little bit of you getting torn asunder by flame and shrapnel. I don't know about that. I also would rather have a book written about my life. Who would write it?
1: Well, I would of course. Oh, okay. I don't know. Would you have a ghostwriter or would you just write it yourself? Would I what would I do?
0: I don't know. I have no idea. I think I would have someone else write it, but I would—I don't know—I hadn't really thought about it. I think I'd rather just have a book written about my life. Yeah. And oh the, yeah. And then and then an appendices written about the way that I died.
1: <laughs> the, actually, that's a good way to put. That's a good way to do it. It's sort of like an epilogue or an afterword. Yeah, in excruciating detail like just hundreds of pages yeah breaking down like the 1 minute that you the 1 minute it took for you to die but just right. st- stretched out to like 400 having pages having all these like
0: parables and like w- like uh <laughs> excessive adjectives things like that just way too much yes just ha- way too dense to tell the story like almost so wordy that you can't get through it <laughs>
1: yes that yes, kind of exa- thing oh my gosh that's a
0: yes absolutely <laughs> Kind of like some of the stories in the book we're going to read next week. Oh, in the the uh, the laughing one, the the tell a joke day the, with the non funny jokes. Yeah, there's that one and the other one. Yeah, so I
1: don't know where was that? Like I that. Fig- I don't know where the other one went. I don't but remember we'll find where it. I put it. Um. All right, it's uh, let's load it up. Oh, what's this? Oh, part of time. Restart the race. Time to test ourselves. Midnight Club 2. I'm, I, it's weird. I perk up near the end of every episode, but when we start them now, I'm like... I know. Well, this this is helping getting oh, yeah. Coming down that turn. Oh, jeez, man, man. Every time. Every time.
0: <laughs> Here we go around the corner.
1: Yeah, we stopped talking. Yeah, we're lo- we're, we're we've absolutely. I just realized that as I'm switching the music, I'm like, no one said anything. Okay, for- here comes the jump. Yeah, there we go, right up and over. Dude, you nailed that. Nos. It's not a lot of that doesn't. Yeah, you're right. That was not a lot of nos. It doesn't do much for you. Like this car doesn't have much of a top speed. What are we at, 137? That's still, But that's still yeah. coming down off the NOS. Yeah, some of the other ones would get up around 160. I think the Monstro, the first one we had was, <coughs> excuse me, like 150 or 160, I think it was topped off at. Uh, I think so, yeah. Comes at hard right. Oh, what, what was that? that? What the hell was that? Yeah, there, there must be an algorithm there, because that car gets stuck in that same spot every time. Yeah. It takes the curve too hard and it hits that telephone pole.
0: But it gets free. It's following you now. Oh, man. That turn was awesome. That was a solid one. Yeah.
1: Oh, good time. Oh, wow. What do we got there, Dave? 151. 151. Nice. Two, two seconds faster right than last week. I'm nice now. That was tight in the, grass, <sighs> one, in the I thought you right in the dash like a frightening crash. Like Bruce Willis and Six Sense, and I'm going to show it. And that's because your career is dead, but you don't know it. Stuck on the microphone. Okay. So uh, okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Restart race. And hoot. Here we go.
1: Get it, boy.
0: Okay, around the turn Under the first overpass Over the first bridge Okay, I'm I'm like in the zone now I'm kind of... zoning out
1: oh, okay hope i hit the ramp right we've been doing much better with the ramp on this one with this car specifically so i think yeah yeah oh dude that just was slipped the edge just barely made it
0: Yeah, that helped a little bit. Not that much, but a little bit. Hitting hitting light posts doesn't help. It does slow you down a bit. Yeah. You know, sometimes you think you can take a shortcut and just clobber through a few light posts, but it
1: doesn't really help you. Oh, that was Oh, that was actually pretty good. You just bumped up to second place. There's no way I'm going to catch up with that other guy, though. Well, you're not... Oh, yeah, he's pretty... Don't you dare... We put you in a good position for that, though. He did, he did. Now, as long as he doesn't side-swipe you here... Oh, yeah, come on. Second place, baby. I still lost, but... 150. So, you're, you're actually... You've lost... So, you've gone down every round... So you're two oh one the first round, one fifty three, and now one fifty. That's pr- I'm happy with that. You're staying pretty consistent, which is great. Oh boy! All right, all right, we're getting a little perky. Doctor Perky. Oh, you know what we would Doctor Thunder would have been. Doctor Chunder Thunder. Dr. Chunder Thunder. Oh, we love that man. We'll save that for National uh, Tell-A-Joke Day next week. <laughs> um, all right, so that'll wrap it up for this week. Next week, we are at hour 20. It'll be 2 a.m. It is National Tell-A-Joke Day. Um, we're going to read from some joke books. Most of them are going to be pretty bad. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. It'll be very similar to what we did this week, but just not as graphic.
0: <laughs> not as Gross,
1: Not as gross or graphic or anything like that. So, Greg, take it away. Let's close this out
0: for the week. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. If you like this, check us out on Facebook at Let Us Blow Your Mind, at Twitter at BlowYourMind14, Instagram at Champa Klein, or at Champacline.com. You can, of course, follow us on Spreaker and iTunes. Subscribe. Do whatever you want. <sighs> Join us next week. For hour twenty, where we're gonna tell some really, really funny jokes.